1: It's the Nick D Podcast. How you doing? My name is Nick Degilio. I am your host. We are on Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the best podcast network in the world. Check us out at radiomisfits.com, where there are a ton of varied and interesting and funny and informative and entertaining and great podcasts available. You can also hear my other podcasts. I got two of them. I got this one, and I've got a Saturday Night Live podcast, which I think is the best Saturday Night Live podcast in the world. You don't have to be a fan of SNL. It does help, but you don't have to be a fan of SNL to subscribe and listen to. That show hasn't been funny in years. An SNL podcast drops every week on Wednesday. Brand new episodes. Uh, Sometimes I have guests, sometimes I don't, but it's always a celebration of the greatness of Saturday Night Live. So make sure you check out that podcast. And Radio Misfits is streaming 24-7. There's a 24-7 streaming service that you can listen to. Uh, at Radio live, it's like a radio station, only a lot cooler with a lot of great unsigned bands. The Unheard Music Show is a fantastic podcast available at Radio Misfits, where those bands provide all the music that you will hear 24-7. And in between all the great unheard bands that you can hear music from, you will hear episodes of all the fantastic podcasts right here at Radio Misfits. Uh, and you can check it out at RadioMisfits.Live, 24-hour streaming service. You can hear this podcast every day at 3 p.m. Central, and you can hear my other podcast, my Saturday Night Live podcast, every day at 9 a.m. Central, along with all the other podcasts and all the other great unheard music. It's a great, great streaming service that you should check out now. It's free. It's awesome. It's awesome and free. RadioMisfits.Live. And by the way, if you want to advertise with us here on this podcast, by the way, a lot of people listen to this podcast, so... It would behoove you uh, to jump in and sponsor us or advertise with us. It'll help you out. It'll help everybody out. It's good for everybody. So be a sponsor right now. Drop us a note and say, I would like to advertise on the Nick D Podcast. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. We'll get you in touch and we'll hear you being sponsored right here. On the podcast, sales at radiomisfits.com. In general, if you want to be a part of this podcast, leaving a comment or a question or a contribution, anything that you want to say, we have a voicemail system that's been set up specifically for you. It's available 24-7, anytime, anywhere, anyplace, anytime you want to leave any kind of message, we want to hear it. The voicemail system is open for you. Leave messages now, 773-417-6948. Call now, or if you just want to drop us an email with any of your questions or your comments, questions for guests that we have, regular guests, contributions, requests for the Magic Megaphone, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Jason Skaggs, he does all the music and the sound and the themes, and uh, my man Ed Silla does everything else. Couldn't do it without Ed. Couldn't do it without Radio Misfits. Please take the time to share us and like us and all that cool stuff. Rate and review us on every single platform. Support Radio Misfits. Support the Nick D Podcast. Be a sponsor. Leave us voicemails. You know, we want you to be a part of this podcast because it's a blast. And speaking of being a part of this podcast, we want you to be a part of the podcast live. We have a live podcast performance. It's a one-night-only thing. Get your tickets now. It's Tuesday, October 24th. That's this Tuesday. So hopefully you're listening to it before October 24th. If not, you missed it. It's a one night only, but we'll come back at some point and do another show there. But it's at Zany's in Rosemont. It's the Nick D Podcast Live. It's going to be comedy. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to be talking about Halloween and scary stuff. Very scary themed. My dad is going to come up and tell jokes at the end of the show. Esmeralda Leon, my, co- my co-host, is going to be there live on stage. We're going to interview the great Andrea Darlus, who, by the way, is going to be on this podcast to preview our event on Tuesday and to talk about our uh, our lives, and how they've crossed paths over the years. The great, incredible broadcaster from uh, WGN TV and television in the past, and now on WLS, the podcast host herself, an incredible broadcaster a legend, Andrea Darlis, is going to join me on this episode. But she is going to be live on stage. You'll get a chance to meet her and talk to her and hang out with her. We'll make you laugh. We'll give you some Halloween candy. We've got some really great stuff to give away, including dinners at Gale Street Inn, which is the greatest restaurant on the planet in Jefferson Park. And we got apt gift cards to give away for all your electronic needs. We'll have some trivia questions and we'll interact and you'll be a part of it. You'll laugh. Everybody will be. It'll be great. We're all in one room. We're all going to have a great time. We want you to participate. Tickets are on sale now. Let's jam the place. Tuesday, October 24th. That's this Tuesday at Zany's in Rosemont. It's the Nick D podcast live. Your doors open at 630. The show starts at 730. It's going to be a blast. Me and Esmeralda hanging out on stage. Andrea Darlis is our special guest. My dad telling jokes. You being there, entertainment beyond beyond any kind of expectations. It's going to be an absolutely hilarious one-night-only event, and you need to be there, and we're going to celebrate Halloween as well. It's going to be great. Let's pack the place. And by the way, uh, Zanies is like, hey, let's give a deal to some of your listeners. Uh, if you want to get some, uh, some discount tickets, you can do that. You can go to rosemont.zanies.com, rosemont.zanies.com, Look for the Nick D podcast live one night only, Tuesday, October 24th. And if you, when you're ordering tickets, use this promo code pod 10. That's P-O-D 10. And those are all caps, P-O-D, capital P, capital O, capital D, the number 10, 10. Pod, all caps, 10. Pod 10, and you will get $10 tickets. That's $15 off the door uh, off the door uh, price right there. So it's a huge discount. Let's pack the place. If you're, I know a lot of people don't have a lot of money. Um, you know, you don't get to go out that often. So uh, we're going to cut you a little bit of a deal here as we get closer to the uh, to the date. So POD10, P-O-D-1-0, P-O-D-1-0, all caps, POD10. You get $10 tickets when you order at rosemont.zanies.com or you can do it over the phone, too, at 847-813-0484. That's the box office. I want that place packed. We are going to laugh. We are going to have a great time. We're going to give away prizes. We're going to eat some Halloween candy. We're going to talk about scary stuff. My dad's telling a joke. Andrea Darlis is going to be there. Uh Esmeralda Leon is going to be there. I'm going to be there. We'll meet. We'll greet. We'll have some fun. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. And it's going to be cheap, too. If you want to if you want to order now, you can use the promo code POD10, P-O-D-1-0, POD10, 10 pod 10 pod 10 10 dollars tickets at, radi- at rosemont.zanies.com. So we will see you all there on Tuesday at the Nick D Podcast Live. We'll talk a little bit more about that when my special guest, Andrea Darlus shows up. Uh, On this very episode. So uh, I do want to mention before we uh, jump into the regular episode, get to our guest and get to Esmeralda and do all the other cool stuff and and wait for you to show up on Tuesday, October 24th for the Nick D podcast at Rosemont in dot com, pod 10 for your $10 tickets order now. Um, the Chicago International Film Festival um, is wrapping up this weekend. It'll uh, The closing night is on a Sunday, and the big closing night feature is the new film from Jeff Nichols, who is an incredible director. His new movie is called The Bike Riders, and it features uh, Tom Hardy and Austin Butler, among other uh, people. It looks fantastic. Jeff Nichols is a remarkable filmmaker who has made incredible movies like Shotgun Stories um, and Take Shelter, uh, Midnight Special, Loving. Uh, he is one of the best directors working today and started out independently with no money. Uh, one of his creative partners is actor Michael Shannon, who also appears in, the, in, in uh, the Bike Riders as well. And so there's a big closing night tribute to Mike Nichols, the director. He's going to be there. It'll be at the Music Box Theater. I'm going. I'm unbelievably excited to see The Bike Riders, the, the, the next film from the great Jeff Nichols. And that will close out an unbelievable two-week celebration of all things film from around the world. The 59th annual Chicago International Film Festival is concluding this weekend, and I've seen a ton of movies. I've gone several days and nights, spent a lot of time there. It's wonderful to go to this film festival. It's one of the best film festivals in the country. Movies from around the world. Um, in fact, I saw um, this week, I saw a ton of movies, and most of them were subtitled. It was interesting, because when I actually finally saw a movie that was in English, I was like, Hey, what's going on here? What, what is that? What's happening? Why am I not reading the bottom of the screen? This is crazy. So you get a flavor of uh, from a film from around the entire world, different nations and different cultures and different, different peoples. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's a, it's a great. And people come from around the world to be a part of it. The filmmakers, the actors, the writers, the people behind it. There are incredible uh, um, volunteers that work at the theaters that, uh, that, that show the films. The New City, uh, uh, AMC New City, was home base, uh, which is at North and Clybourne in the city. That was home base, and there were uh, there were screenings at the Cultural Center, there were screenings at uh, the, the Gene Siskel Film Center, um, and, and, and other locations. Um, there were parties, there were special celebrity guests, there were interviews, there was red carpet stuff everywhere. There's a red carpet set up right inside uh, the New City AMC Theaters for all the big stars and all the people to show up. You can get your photos taken. There's a really cool uh, filmmaker-slash-press lounge where you can hang out and have some snacks in between the 900 movies that you're going to see every day. Um, I've spent a significant amount of time at the AMC New City over the past couple of weeks, uh, more time than I've ever spent in that theater. Uh, seeing some incredible movies, uh, an incredible lineup, and uh, and you know everybody involved in it, uh, from the top to bottom, to the people who uh, who work in PR, uh, to the to the people that work at the theater, to the projectionists, to the volunteers to the programmers, to the artistic directors, to the people who sponsor it, to, 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 to the people who donate and sponsor some of the big things. There are you know, sponsors and donators who are given big money in order for this incredible event to take place. There's a lot of, a lot of technical stuff happening at you know, five or six different venues, a bunch of different screenings, and a bunch of different celebrities, and people flying in and coming back and people working behind the scenes. It's an unbelievably complicated and intense two weeks Of of a film festival and uh, the people behind it of the Chicago International Film Festival do a remarkable job and they and they deserve some credit for putting up an incredible film festival filled with a ton of movies. I mean, you're going to see well over 150 movies are screened during this two week period. Now, I did not see 150 movies, but I did see a lot of them. Some I got uh, because I'm uh, press some I got to see at home. I could watch, you know, they would send you screeners and I could watch them at home if I couldn't make it out to the specific screening. But I spent a lot of time going to press screenings and uh, spending a lot of time. And the great thing about going to these film festivals is that everybody talks. People are real film lovers. And so when you're standing in line waiting for the next screening to begin, there's a, you know, it's handled very efficiently. There's a ton of stuff going on, but you got to wait in line. Um, wait for your tickets to be scanned, and when you get to the seats, there's always great conversations happening because these people are film lovers, and I've had some incredible conversations over the years. I've been going to the Chicago International Film Festival for many, 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 many years, and I always love the meet people that I meet, the new people that I meet, the conversations that we have. Um, And sometimes the friends that I make and the conversations are really spectacular. I'm telling you, when you're sitting around waiting for, you know, to get into a theater to watch a movie that you've never seen before from maybe a country you've never been to. um, It's really a lot of fun to open up and say, hey, what have you seen? What was your favorite so far from the film festival? So you meet a bunch of people. You have incredible conversations. People are working their butts off behind the scenes. Um, so acknowledgement must be paid to everybody who puts this thing up. And it was a great festival this year. I saw a lot of good movies and let me just do a quick summation of some of the movies um, that I did see. Um, I saw the opening night movie, we grown now, which was uh, shot here and tells the story of some kids growing up in Cabrini green in the early nineties. Um, I was not a fan of the movie, but it did very well. It was a big opening night departing seniors, which is Claire Cooney's, uh, horror film. She's from Chicago an actress who is now uh, directing. It's her first feature. I saw that too. Not going to talk about that one. Um, the, another film I saw was Goodbye Julia. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, some of the other ones, uh, there was a film called Totem, um, which is a, a Spanish film about a, a, a young girl who is seven years old, told from the point of view of a seven-year-old girl. And it takes place before, during, and after a big birthday party for her father who was dying of cancer. It's a really lovely movie. There's a weird little film called Fallen Leaves that I saw. Uh, and that's out of Finland, and it was essentially a movie that where the director was like, "Hi, I'm a big Jim Jeremush fan," and it was like watching a a, a Finnish guy make a Jim Jeremush movie, and it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun. Uh, I, you know, I have to say that I, you know, uh, I saw Eric Larue, which is Michael Shannon's directorial debut, written by uh, Chicago playwright Brett I uh, Was not a fan of that. In fact, I kind of couldn't stand it. Um, I saw, uh, let's see, The Taste of Things, which is a film about. Um, a man obsessed with uh, cuisine and cooking and how he is losing uh, the woman that he loved uh, who used to cook with him. It's about, and it's, it's, it'll make you hungry. I can tell you that much. Uh, The teacher's lounge, a really intense kind of horror movie uh, out of Germany, German, but the the Germany uh, provided a couple of the best movies of the, of, of the festival. There's an incredible movie called black box, um, which is about um, a building in a courtyard, um, in the middle of Germany, where the authorities have come and said that they cannot leave their apartments, that the courtyard is shut down. And uh, this, an incident has happened that requires everybody to be stuck in their in their, in their apartments in this courtyard. Uh, and it's about the politics that are happening within the courtyard and what's going on in that apartment building. Uh, a really terrific movie. In fact, one of the best that I've seen. Um, I saw another one called Rustin, a really terrible movie called Sisterhood. Um... Um um and uh let's see, what what are some of the other ones uh that I've seen? Uh there was Perfect Days, it was Late Night with the Devil with his David Dismalchin's uh new film, which is actually really good. Sweet Dreams, uh, which is an interesting movie uh from Sweden uh that I that I kind of enjoyed. Uh, Goodbye Julia is another one that I just mentioned Dream Scenario which is the new Nicolas Cage movie that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks about uh, he plays a schlub who kind of inexplicably is showing up in people's dreams just kind of passively walking through people's dreams and he becomes a celebrity because of that and it's about what happens when everybody dreams of this character that Nicolas Cage plays and how it changes his life and his friendships and his relationships with his wife and all that cool stuff um, uh, it's, a, it's a it's a terrific movie uh, and, and I really enjoyed it and I found it To be heartbreaking. A lot of people were at that screening. We were at the screening at the music box, and a lot of people were scream laughing during it, and I didn't quite understand that. Uh, The crowd was a little obnoxious and annoying that night. Uh, But some of the best ones that I've seen, uh, Black Box, as I mentioned, out of Germany, an incredible movie, Um, and uh, Dream Scenario is is also uh, quite good. Uh, La Kimera is a really interesting uh, film about people who who uh, who, who look for treasures at, in different tombs. Um, one of the best movies that I saw was out of uh, Hungary, and it's called Explanation for Everything. And it's about a high school student who's really lovesick, and it's about... Uh, his father and a teacher and another person that he's in love with and a reporter who does this story about something that happens during his oral exam that changes everything and it becomes very political. A great film, a really, really great film that's called Explanation for Everything, um, and that's out of Hungary, Uh, one of the best movies that I've seen the entire festival. Nyad, which is a terrific movie that will be playing on um, Netflix. It starts this week on Netflix, and that's about uh, the true story of Diana Nyad, the swimmer, the uh, uh, Olympic swimmer who wanted to swim from Cuba to Florida um, in, in, in her 60s. And it stars uh, Annette Benning and uh, and Jodie Foster. And it is a terrific movie. And that's called Naiad, one of the better ones that I've seen, one of the better ones that I saw uh, during the festival. Silver Dollar Road, an incredible documentary about a black family for decades fighting to keep the land that was inherently theirs, but they were thrown in jail for holding onto that land. An incredible documentary. Uh, called Silver Dollar Road. can't recommend that one um, highly enough. Um, and just in general, like some really great stuff. Uh, uh, Totem, as I mentioned, is a really a really wonderful movie. But I think um, my favorite movie uh, of the uh, of the entire fest, um, is, well, I, I think its explanation for everything might be my favorite movie uh, of the fest, but there was also Poor Things, and Poor Things, actually, Poor Things is my favorite movie of the fest. Poor Things is uh, Yorgos Lathamoso's Lath- 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 new film with Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe, and it's kind of a, a twist on Frankenstein and The Bride of Frankenstein. It's a very twisted, very dark, very crazy, very creepy, very bloody, very gooey, very, very deeply Deeply weird movie that I love and I think it's one of the best movies of the year. Emma Stone is in it and she kind of plays a Bride of Frankenstein type character, an experiment, if you will. Um, And it's about her existence as a creature and then how she changes and evolves from sort of baby minded monster into woman. And her performance, Emma Stone's performance in Poor Things, which opens in, uh, in November uh nationwide uh is a performance for the ages um uh, i personally think she's a lock for best actress the only thing that will hold her back from winning the uh the oscar is the fact that the movie is so fucking weird and so twisted and so dark and so bloody and like really really deeply disturbing but hilarious and one of the funniest movies of the year i loved it. it's one of my favorite movies of the year without question it'll be right near the top and i think it's a great companion piece to barbie a very great companion piece to Barbie. Thematically, it's kind of the same. It's a very similar great movie. So, uh, Barbie and Poor Things, great companion piece, p- p- uh, you know, uh, uh, pieces, um, and just a really great movie. So, Poor Things is uh, is uh, is up there near the top of the list uh, as well. I am also uh, seeing Memory, uh, and this is the new Peter Sarsgaard movie. Um, so, those are some of the best ones that are out there. Uh, congratulations on everybody who put this thing together. Um, and congratulations to uh, uh, to Chicago for, you know, being the home of one of the best film festivals in the entire world. And a lot of these movies will be seen, um, you know, as the months or the weeks progress, sometimes into next year. Sometimes they don't get seen. Some of these movies don't have uh, distributors uh, like for, for instance, the film out of Hungary uh, explanation for everything, which is one of the very best movies that I've seen the entire um, the entire festival doesn't have a distributor, which is crazy. So sometimes these movies will pick up distributors, and and we'll see from there. But quick wrap-up of the Chicago International Film Festival. Um, I will be going to closing night, and I'll give you a quick rundown on how that goes uh, with Jeff Nichols' new movie, The Bike Bike Riders, and I'm looking forward to that. But an incredible, incredible, uh, uh, successful uh, uh, festival for uh, Chicago. Uh, great stuff. Hi, Uh-oh. I'm
2: Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show.
1: I know you do, baby. So there you go. Want to do a quick summation of some of the best and some of the worst movies uh, that I saw at uh, the Chicago International Film Festival for 2023. Cool. Andrea Darlis, who's going to appear on stage with me and Esmeralda, and you, because you're going. I know you're going, because you're ordering your tickets right now at rosemont.zanies.com for the Nick D podcast on Tuesday, October 24th. Zanies and Rosemont. Use promo code POD10. That's POD10, all caps. Get $10 tickets. Order those tickets now, rosemont.zanies.com. Anyway, the great Andre Darlos is going to join me after, uh, after I say this. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspas devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspas devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter, and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down an evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever, and trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Elaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback for Kindle, exclusively through Amazon.com. Brian Elaspa's
3: Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh, yeah. Don't be a jaggle.
1: So I am unbelievably thrilled uh, to welcome to the podcast for the first time. And this seems weird to me that I've been doing this almost two years and this is the first time this guest onto the podcast. Um, I've worked with her for several years over at the Car Wash at WGN. I've known her for many, many years on and off the air, Uh, an incredibly gifted and legendary broadcaster on both radio and television and now podcasts. I get to see her uh, periodically, regularly, uh, on the Steve Cochran Morning Show on WLS. And uh, she is going to be our special guest at the next Nick D Podcast Live event, which is this Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies in Rosemont. Tuesday the 24th, and uh, and I'm so thrilled to welcome her to the podcast, and I'm even more thrilled that you guys will get to hang out with her live on Tuesday, but it's the great Andrea Darlis. Hi, Andrea.
0: Nick, I got to tell you, first of all, hi, and thank you so much. I mean, honestly, this is such an honor for me. I have listened to you for so long, even pre-WGN, then I get to work with you at WGN for many years, and we saw each other in passing a lot because I would work the night shift, and you'd be coming in to do your show overnight. Yeah. Uh, But this is such a thrill. I I love you so much. I love talking with you. I just think you're one of the just the greatest people on the planet. I really do.
1: Likewise, you know that you know how I feel about you, too. You're one of my favorite people in the world. And I've always uh, loved you. And it's just it's taken way too long for me to like sort of sit down and just talk to you and interview you one on one. And I'm just excited to do that.
0: I'm thrilled to be on
1: the Nick D Podcast. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's so well, awesome. Uh, let me, well, first of all, uh, I'm very excited, and thank you for saying yes to be our special guest at uh, the Nick D Podcast Live on Tuesday at Zaney's in Rosemont. Um, I have been lucky enough to be on stage with you a few times uh, in shows that we've done for Steve and you know the comedy shows that he does with uh, with the guys like Tacos and Toomey and all those guys. And New Year's Eve, we worked together on New Year's Eve, and, uh, yeah, which was a blast. Uh, but I thank you for coming in. I'm 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 excited that you're going to be our special guest at uh, at Zanies.
0: Yeah, I am too. This is going to be a lot of fun. I love that venue. I've always been a fan of Zanies, and I love Zanies in Rosemont, not just because I live close to it now, but uh, right. It's such a it is it's such a cool space. There's never a bad seat in that house. You yeah. know, no matter where you sit.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna have a great time. Esmeralda's gonna be there. We're gonna play a little uh, a little game. Uh, Andrea, that I will tell you all about right. now. Uh, and it's called Bean Boozled. Bean Boozled.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what's the What's the premise?
1: Okay. Well, you know, all like right. we it's it's Halloween time. It's my favorite time of year, as you know. Yes. I'm a horror fanatic, and we're going to get into that and talk about scary movies and all that cool stuff at the at the at the event. Um, and we're going to have like Halloween candy I'm going to be handing out. Like I have like a uh, really gross googly uh, Halloween eyeballs that I'm going to be giving yeah. out to the audience and stuff like that. But Bean Boozled is kind of like um, it, it's kind of like Russian roulette, but with jelly beans. Oh, um, meaning that there is like a wheel. There's a game that Esmeralda is bringing called Bean Boozled and a bag full of different flavored jelly beans. And we spin a wheel. And uh, something lands on it, and you have to you have to eat one of the two jelly beans that are on the tray.
0: Oh, I am I am all in. You would be shocked at the flavors of jelly beans that I like. I'm a huge fan of the hot of the buttered popcorn. Mm-hmm. Love the buttered popcorn. The only thing mm-hmm. I really don't like is black licorice, like a black. You know, licorice kind of a taste. Well, this one is. You know what?
1: You're gonna because it's called Bean Boozled, and because it's kind of a Russian Roulette, one of them is gonna be tasty, and one of them is gonna be nasty. So that's what we're playing. We're gonna play a little now because I know that they had like in the what what are the, uh, the the Harry Potter? Remember the Harry Potter jelly beans that came out? Um, oh yeah, and they were all weirdly flavored. And one of them was vomit, and one of them was snot, and stuff like <laughs> what that. What was
0: garlic, right?
1: Right, garlic. So we're gonna yeah. have. I think, I think we're gonna have a few of those nasty ones in there, and that's why it's called Bean Boozled. So uh, we'll play a little bit of that live on stage. So just prepare yourself for some weird flavored. I'm ready. Jelly hey,
0: beans. you know what? There's there's not too much I don't like in the in the way of like food and taste, except I'm not a mushroom fan. So okay. hopefully there's not like a mushroom flavored gummy that would be kind I, of disgusting the
1: the weird thing about the jelly beans you know the because the the jelly bellies uh back i think it was like in the 90s they started the really weird flavored jelly beans yeah yeah you mentioned the buttered popcorn one my thing is like i like it i think it tastes good but it throws me off because of the texture because when i taste buttered popcorn i want the texture of buttered popcorn
0: right like the crunchy part yeah
1: Yeah. but when it's all gooey it's weird it's just it is weird
0: do you remember, like, not to get off on a tangent? Do you remember that gum? I think it was called Freshen Up. Like, well, you and I both grew up. We're about the same age. We grew up like in the '80s, so we had like Bubbleicious and yeah, that that. Wouldn't that try that? But was it Freshen Up? Freshen Up. Like,
1: you, it's yeah, got a it liquid like in a liquid center. Yes, yes yeah, yeah,
0: like the yes. goo in the middle, and it lost yeah. its flavor in say two seconds.
1: Right. Yeah. No. That's yeah. The goo in the middle. That was always a, that was always a, the, yeah. Freshen Up. It was the mint gum. And yes. The, the gooey mint in the middle. You would, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. The, fla- the flavor would be gone in about 32 seconds after you. Oh,
0: after you, it was so gross, tried. but so good at the time.
1: <laughs> now, listen, um, let's get, you know, I'm, I'm going to interview you a little bit here and then we'll talk a little bit more um, uh, at the podcast. That's, that's when you and I will get into like... Uh, uh, a, a, a longer argument about Silence of the Lambs. We'll do that. Oh, at, at, we'll do that. You,
0: you know, you know, I, I love you so much. And every time I reference this movie now, I know yeah. we'll get into it later, but you are top of mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know, because I hate that movie and you love it. It's oh, one of your favorites. but My it's, favorites it's, of all time. I know, I know. Well, we'll do that at Zany's. But I, okay, again, okay. I, I've never really, now. For, well, first of all, you are currently, people can hear you um, a few times a week um, on the Steve Cochran show regularly now.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. So, how,
1: how is that working out on the Steve Cochran Morning Show? That's us, five thirty a.m. to nine a.m. weekdays on WLS, the Big Eighty Nine. And now you're you're you are now officially one of the regular. You you, you and Jane switch off every every morning.
0: Yeah, we're, I'm one of the regular contributors. Um, as are you. You're on every other week, and I, you know, it's such a it's such a family. I mean, I've known you. I've known Steve for probably twenty years, ever since he filled in when I was at WGN. He started filling in when Bob Collins unfortunately passed away right. suddenly and unexpectedly in the plane crash right. around 2000. And we all were, you know, of course everybody's in mourning and then we just lost a legend and our morning show host. And so Steve was the main fill-in. Steve came at a time where he said, you know what, you guys all go to the funeral and the wake and the celebrations of life. And Steve started filling in and I immediately, I was like, this guy, yeah. is hilarious. He is so talented. Yeah. And I got to see that over the years, you know, uh, I mean, and you've seen him work, you know, Steve is what he preps the heck out of everything that he does. Um, you know, he spends a lot of time. He has a lot of questions. I think he's one of the best interviewers and he could interview anybody. And there was a show and you know, the show I'm talking about, it's called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy.
3: Yeah. The the original
0: with Carson Kressley yep. and, yep. you know, the original, um, And it was a brand new show, and none of us knew anything really about it. So they were filming a segment out in Pioneer Court, where WGN Radio used to be. And they were all out there, and I had been filling in for, I forget who did Steve's News at the time, but I was anchoring consistently because I was there full-time. I started in 97, and I was anchoring with Milt Rosenberg and Spike O'Dell in the afternoon. So I was filling in with Steve, and I said, hey, they're filming a segment out there. And he said, you know what? pop on out there and see what that is. So uh, we had Carson Cressley and a bunch of the other guys, you know, the the names are escaping me, but yeah. um, they were really big at that time. Yep. And I said, come on in, you want to be on the air with Steve Cochran. And one of the guys knew Steve from Minneapolis. And I'm telling you, Nick, Steve did an interview with them. We didn't know anything about, they were filming the pilot, I think. Yeah. So Steve did like a 20 minute interview with them. They were fast friends at the end. He said, is "There's something going on between you two, between Carson yeah. and one of the other guys." And they're like, "Steve, you know, you know." So he just, you know, and from that point out, I'm like, "Man, this guy can interview
3: anybody."
1: Yeah, I remember when he came in because I was with—I mean, I was obviously I was with W. since—I mean, I started in 1985 uh, reviewing movies on on Roy's show, on Roy Leonard's show. Yeah. So I was a part of. By, by the time by the time Steve came in, when 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 uh, as you mentioned, when Bob passed in February of 2000. Um, you know, I had been there for a long time at that point. So when Steve came in, I didn't know who he was. Um, and then when he came in and he started doing what he was doing, I was incredibly impressed, and I thought he was really funny. And we were we became fast friends. And you're right, he is he is he's really quick on his feet. He's a great interviewer. And just in, on a personal note, the guy's incredibly nice. He's very he's a great guy, and he's loyal as hell. You you don't oh, find he is. you don't find people. And, and Andre, you've been doing this a long time. You've been in the business a long time it's very rare that you find a person as giving and as loyal as, as Steve Cochran is.
0: Agree. Agree. Absolutely agree. So when he started there and and then he got, okay. So Steve, when he got a full-time gig at WGN, he was anchoring afternoons and uh, I was still on nights. And then I ended up working mornings with Spike O'Dell. So I got to see him, you know, he, he, and I'd be leaving for the day he'd be coming in. And again, just a big fan. We got to be good friends. Uh, and then knew him over the years. And you're you're right. He's just so loyal and such a good friend. And, you know, I've, I've worked with so many people, as of you, you know, with Spike and John Williams and different folks throughout the years. Jonathan Brandmeier, Gary Meyer, you know, all these yeah. big names in radio. Yeah. Um, and and they, they're all great. They're all wonderful. I've, I have nothing but great things to say about all those guys. Uh, but Steve and I just always kind of stayed in touch, even though we hadn't worked together on a show, except mainly as fill-ins. Well then in twenty, I think twelve or twenty thirteen, when he came back, I was doing mornings right. and he said, We're well, finally, I'm gonna get the morning show, we're gonna to work together, and we've worked together ever since. And I, I tell you, he's just it's you know what it's like any relationship should be. It's easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. You you do the prep, you work together, you tend to finish each other's sentences. You know, I know where he's going with an interview, he knows where I'm going. Yeah. Um, and he just and and I and again he's so versatile. You know, you can talk politics, you can talk entertainment, you can talk, um, you know, anything really, human interest. He just he has his finger on the pulse of all these things because it interests him. You know, yeah. and he's he's a family man. Um, so we stayed in touch. And when I left WGN in 2019 uh, to go work for the University of Illinois, he had he had left G N at that point. And then was coming back to he was coming back to radio and got the morning show gig at L.S. And incidentally, you know, our boss, Stephanie Tishner, yeah. was the program director at W.G.N. And now she's the program director at W.L.S. And she said, you know what, I'm going to take this formula that works so well at G.N. And she hired Kim Gordon and Judy Pilak and you and Pete McMurray. You know, a yeah. lot of us GNers um, who were looking kind of for a for a new home, if you yeah. will. Yeah. And when I was working, it, it just was a perfect partnership because WLS is the flagship for the Fighting Illini,
1: and right. we love
0: our partnership. You know, right. with LS and the UI, right. and 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 the Chancellor loves Steve, and you know he'll come on every now and again and and do interviews with Steve. So it just kind of, you know, was kind of like the glove fit so well or the shoe fit so well. Yeah. When he said, would you contribute and let's talk, let's talk a line, but let's talk other things too. Like just, just like the old days.
1: Yeah. Well, it feels like that when I'm in there on Fridays, uh, it's like home. I mean, Oh, know, it when, is. like when you're there and I, and obviously the, the executive producer of the show was, uh, the, my producer, Tom was my oh, producer, Tom Hush. Yeah. Produced yeah. my show uh, right before I got canned um, over the phone. By the way, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh,
0: god. oh my god, Nick! I, I am so sorry about that. Yeah. You know, when you yeah. told me that, I I almost thought that was so surreal. Yeah, I'm like, it's wait, insane. what? It's insane. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. possible? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Thirty five years over the phone, five minute phone call conversation, and it wasn't even the per- and it wasn't even the person who fired me, who who made the call. It was somebody else. But anyway, uh, but Tom <gasps> is the producer there. Uh, yeah, and you know, Tom
0: is so great. Oh my god. You and Tom, again. You guys have one not want to and Yeah, and this is my first opportunity working directly with him. Yeah, he's the smartest twenty-nine year old. I know. You know, I, I know. I know. I'm aging him, but yeah. smartest twenty-nine year old I've ever met. We were, we got into a discussion yesterday about the Ottoman Turks. If you I know.
1: That. I know. No, he he's, he's 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 crazy. It's crazy. But no, it's it, it feels like home again. And I'm and I'm always like thrilled to be there on on Fridays to talk with you guys and hang out. And I get to hang out during the whole show and. You know, and, and and I've known Steve, you know, forever, and we just get along very, very well. And he's always been great, and it's and it's great that you're part of the show. But I I need to ask. So yes. let's go all the way back here. Let's let's okay. go back. Okay. How did you get into broadcasting? Um, obviously, you went to U of I because you are. What what is your your media relations public affairs? What do you what what's your
0: title? Yeah, stadium? I'm kind of the uh, the the one trick pony in Chicago. I I work for the University of Illinois shape, Urbana, but I do media relations public affairs. My fancy title is senior director of constituent engagement. So I Jeez, meet all wow. of our you know, alums, and huh. you know it's cool because I get to work with a lot of our alums now in TV, like you know Dana Kozlov and Ryan Baker and um, Rob Elgis and Judy Sue at Channel, on Channel Seven. They're all alums, so yeah. you know we have that that little bit of alumni, well, a lot of bit of Illini pride, which is yeah, which is no, cool. you guys do.
1: And everybody from everybody from the U of I has a, an, an enormous amount of pride. It's, it's yeah, it's, pretty it's amazing. so
0: true. Probably just because when I went away, you know, I was really homesick. You know, I don't have brothers and sisters. I'm like you, you know, yep. and I'm an only child. And I was kind of lonely, you know, not not so much oh, missing mom and dad, but missing my friends and my family back home. Uh, and then sophomore year, it just the 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 light opened up, the tunnel opened up, and my mom was like, "Could you come home maybe on a couple of holidays? It'd be really nice to see you." So I was I was all in probably second semester freshman year. First semester sophomore year and I loved it so much and yeah. I, I made friends with uh, well I shouldn't say made friends with I ended up interning for a woman named Robin Neal at the time and she was the news director of what is the you know the, the big station in Champaign WD, WDWS it's like the right. voice of the fighting Illini big station in central Illinois she was my first news director and we kept in touch all these years Fast forward, she's now the associate chancellor for public affairs at U of I.
1: Look at that! And huh?
0: I now work for her again. So I started oh, isn't my career that crazy? with her, and you know, <laughs> hopefully, finishing my, That's my
1: career That's amazing. With her. Okay, it's well, really so, cool. Yeah. So when you were at U of I, did you did you uh, was broadcasting your thing? Was that what you wanted to do? Did you want to do news? Did you want to be a host? Did you want to be in television? Was that the thing?
0: Yeah. All Nick, I knew since since I was in fourth grade, I knew I wanted to be. A reporter or a journalist something in in the media but with a focus on reporting because we took a tour our class you know you take field trips to you know the field museum and the science and industry museum when you're young we took a tour of the freedom center that where the tribune used to print the paper the actual print paper you know with ink at uh, chicago (laughs) and halstead and we took a tour and i was just enthralled by those big printing presses, you know, Mm -hmm. back in the old days where they would actually print the paper out. And I saw someone sitting in the corner. It's probably a security guard, but I saw someone sitting in the corner and I asked my teacher who that is. And they said, Oh, he's one of the copy editors for the Chicago Tribune. And I'm like, copy editor? You know, I'm in fourth grade. I'm like, what does the copy editor do? She said, well basically corrects the grammar. And you know, it is all about the spelling and the punctuation and I was all into spelling and grammar and English, Mm. you know, at that point. So I said, I'm going to be the, the copy editor, you know, not a, the copy editor of the Chicago Tribune. So I wrote a little essay in fourth grade about how I wanted to be the copy editor. And my mom actually recently recently found it in a big box of stuff that she gave me and said, can you find, you know, it's been 25 years. Can you get this stuff out of my house? So I found that and I always knew, I wanted to be, you know, a reporter or a writer or a journalist, you know, and I only changed at one point, maybe I was a sophomore, junior in high school, and uh, I told my parents I wanted to be a radiologist, and my dad would joke years later, and he's like, well, at least you got the radio part right. <laughs> he's like, you know, he, he he always had this dry sense of humor,
3: he's like, yeah are
0: you know, and he's like, yeah. well, at least you got that right. He's like, if, if you'd been a radiologist, we could have an island right now. You know, right. You
1: <laughs> right. Instead so, of so,
0: struggling. <laughs>
1: so what part of Chicago, were you, for people who might not know, I know, but tell everybody where you're from in Chicago. In
0: the- so Chicago. I, I was born at Oak Lawn. So south, mm. south, south, south of Chicago. Right. You know, I always say south side.
3: Right. Sure. Um,
0: but grew up in uh, Oak Lawn and then we moved to Orland Park when I was seven. So I my whole childhood was basically spent in Orland
3: Park.
1: Yeah, my uh, my my girlfriend, uh, uh Julie, uh, is a Tinley Park. Uh, she grew up in Tinley Park. Oh yeah. Uh, which you know, so you guys were n- neighbors, and uh, and currently lives on the South Side. So I'm on the South Side. Like every weekend, I spend oh, at,
0: where you know, about? Are you like South Side of Chicago or South
1: South South Side? Seventy third and South Shore.
3: Like no North. kidding.
0: Okay, yeah. so she'll know this. So I, my when I was very little, we were at ninety first and Pulaski. Yeah. Which is right on the border of Oak Lawn, Beverly. Yep. Oak Lawn, Chicago. Absolutely. So I always say, you know, Southside. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So I'm, I, I I, I, I love the South Side. Now I love it. Oh, you know, I do too. I love it because I'm here all too. the time now. So, but you it's know, amazing.
0: It, so, there's, there's so yeah. many cool things on the South Side. There's Hyde Park. And then, you know, there's, um, just all these areas have great restaurants and great things yeah. to do. And South Shore Cultural Center is so cool. Not just to play golf, but they have a, um, yeah. They have a restaurant there, and it's all cook. It's all students who are starting to be chefs. Right. So you get like you know this high end great food at not crazy at, prices like you would downtown.
1: Julie lives walking distance from there. That's oh, the, I love that. Place. <laughs> it's a walking it's so walking. So it's like a little hidden gem. That's yeah. what so it's be- It's fantastic. Of so, so how did you end up at uh, how did you end up at GN? How, uh, let's let's.
0: So so I uh, so I went to U I. So I was a I I the, my first job in radio. I was a freshman and I auditioned to be on the campus radio station and it was WPGU and they played classic rock. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> you know, right? The slogan was rock and roll till the cows come home. And you're like <laughs> a moo, you know, because it's Central Illinois. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: Oh my God, it was so funny. So um so I auditioned to be a DJ and you go through the training and by second semester I had that uh, they offered me a shift. And the guy, our program director called, who I'm still friends with to this day, and uh, he called and he's like, hey, we're going to give you a shift. It's 3 to 6. You know, we're going to start you off one day a week. I'm like, this is great. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. That'll be great. I'll finish up, go have dinner on a Friday night, and then I can go out. He's like, yeah, no, it's 3 a.m. to 6 (laughs) a.m. I'm like, oh, my God. So my then little college boyfriend would walk me to the radio station. He was such a nice guy. Yeah. Um. And, and I called my mom and I told her, I said, I got, the, I got a job. And, and it was a job. We've got five bucks a shift.
2: Wow. For three
0: hours, we got five bucks. So after taxes, it was like three eighty two
2: dollars
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we got five bucks. And um, so I, I did the shift. I told my mom, I said, hey, I'm working 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. She's like, you are absolutely not doing that. I'm like, yeah, okay. And did it anyway, <laughs> right. which it's a good thing I did. Um, and then, you know, after DJing, I thought, you know, this is cool and I do like this, but I wanted to be more in news. You know, that was kind of my passion, mm-hmm. like current events. And, you know, there wasn't really a political science major. So I majored in English and communications and broadcast journalism. Right. so I had a, a dual major, a yeah. major and two minors. So I ended up um, interning with, a, a, with the station and FM station. So I was in the newsroom, but I was doing, I was working for Melissa Foreman who is now on the light in Chicago. So that was my first like news internship right? for Melissa. And then I took the internship where I was actually reporting and covering stories for Robin Neal, who is now Robin Kaler. And that was right. my junior year, ended up working there. And then I worked, uh, I applied all over and it was back again. This is 90, this is 94. Okay. So I'm going through the phone book and I'm trying to find stations that I wanted to stay in Illinois. Or at least the Midwest. So I started, I took the phone book and all the W stations, you know, like stations of Peoria and Bloomington and Rockford and Joliet. And ironically, and, you know, thankfully, Joliet, which is right by Wellman Park, they were the ones who called. They said, we're looking for an entry level reporter. You would work the night shift. It was like 2 to 10, 3 to 11, covering, you know, every city council in Will County you can imagine. So like right. Bowling Brook, Romeo, Bill, Shanahan, Plainfield, um, and that's how I wet my teeth and, and I took the job and lived at home for a year and a half. Now mm-hmm. almost two years actually until my mom's like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to start <laughs> you gotta paying get out. rent. Yeah. Or, you're gonna have or to get, get out. your own yeah. place." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. exactly. Right. So I worked in Joliet uh, for four years and then I met a guy named Tom Peterson. Oh. Tom. yeah I met Tom Peterson at, yeah. at a conference it was like a broadcasting conference and he was hilarious and I sat next to him and every time someone would go up you know and, and Tom had probably been at GN 25 years at that point
3: absolutely and
0: he's like oh this guy oh this guy wins every year so he was <laughs> cracking me up I was more <laughs> entertained with Tom yeah than who was winning so you know Life life goes on. I'm I'm still working at the WJOL. I become the news director, which is really cool. I had a, a staff at that point, um, of four people, which I thought was great. So I'm working away and I thought, you know, i have been here like three and a half years. So I called Tom and I said, Look, do you remember me? I sat next to you. I said, I kinda need some advice. And I wasn't really looking for a job, Nick, at that point. I just thought, Where am I gonna go? How am I gonna start you know, heading for Chicago, sure. which, which was my goal at yeah. that point.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: And, uh, which is kind of, you know, everyone from Illinois goal at that point to be in, to be in Chicago broadcasting. And I had been net. So now flash word, I'd been there about four years. And, um, Tom said, why don't you start, do you want to do some freelancing for me? He said I can use people on Christmas Eve and Christmas day and new year's Eve and new year's day. So I started working all the holidays Did Thanksgiving, yeah. And, um, six months later, he said, can you do it permanently, but not full time? Cause they didn't have an opening at that point. And, and, you know, GN at that point, you know, you're there kind of for life. Yes. So uh, there was, I worked with like Rod Sierra, Judy like West Bleed, all these people and, yeah. um, Rod actually left to go work for people's energy. He got smart. He took the corporate gig early yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I filled Rod's spot, and he offered me the job in 98. So I've I mean, been there ever since, full-time.
1: Well, and, and you, you know, because uh, I, I was there already, you know, at that time. And so when you when you got there, I remember you vividly. I remember being impressed with you uh, all the time. Uh, like oh, every time- I was too,
0: Nick. I'd see you with your long hair, and I'm like, oh, he's so cool. <laughs> I yes. did yeah. a- ask anybody, <laughs>
1: and then you got to know him and you went, Oh, this guy's a jackass. I didn't realize no. it. Uh, Not at
0: but, all, 90%. no, but I, b- <laughs>
1: so before we started to like you know, we, we would cross paths, and I was always an admirer of yours. And then, like, like you mentioned, we would cross paths because you were on like before you would do news during Milt, and I would follow, yeah, Milt. yeah. And then you know, sometimes you would be on, then, then you were doing Spike Show in the morning, and I would be there late at night, and all that, yeah. Stuff. So we were we were like ships passing through the night, and then eventually we started working together. And and, and uh, one of the unfortunate things that uh, that we crossed paths on a lot was you you actually were working with Jim Lasky. Uh, at, at, uh,
0: oh God, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I had to wow. follow. I had
1: to follow that guy. I had to follow oh,
3: that guy. You know,
0: and here was my my issue with that. You know, because he was a nice enough person. Yeah. You know, to do news for, but you know. Me kind of as the journalist, you know, I was doing news for someone who had been convicted <laughs> in, in court, <laughs> and I and I went to the bosses at the time, who you knew, oh, and that was man. boy was that it. That was yeah. a challenging time for all it, of us. Yeah, it was. And I said, "How is this going to work? I'm doing news for a convicted felon. I, I'm just not comfortable with that." And they're like, no, no, we're gonna make it work. It's gonna be great. And, yeah. You know, we all know how that. You know, <laughs> yeah. the Sam Zell years went with the truth.
1: It was. It was not good. It was not. But I'll tell you what. Like those. That those years were not as bad as what it as what it ended up being, and when I got fired, and what it is now. Uh, Boy, would, and you know I, what? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, now like, it's now it's even worse. It's even worse oh, now. So I, only, I have
0: heard the stories. I left. You know, I left early in 2019, and I know all of that happened late yeah. 2019. So I. Yep. I you know, I, I feel so you, horrible for you, you for what you guys all went through. You got
1: out of there, and so did Stephanie. Stephanie got out of there right before right before yeah. the right before the crap hit the fan, and when the idiots yeah. came in and took over and turned it into what it is now. Um, it was worse than the than the Zell pig vomit years. It was oh, worse. God. Um. So, but yeah. So up and down, we you know we went through all this stuff together. But yeah, roller coasters. It, yeah. In 2013, when um. DeCastro came back and Todd Manley came back and uh, and Steve got mornings and you were teamed up with Steve and then I finally got full-time overnights. Uh, I used to hang out with you guys. I would stay after my shift for the first hour. I remember that, Yeah, And just and, hang out with you guys. Yes. And that
0: was so great. I loved when you did that, you know, because it was the meshing of the shows. I got to see you and I've always been, ever since I'm little, my mom is just a movie buff. Yeah. So I always wanted to hear what you had to say. And, and yeah. I love the fact that you were no holds barred. You know, you're not going <laughs> to kiss ass and be like, oh, well, this is a Woody Allen. It's fantastic. Right. Or, you know, right. 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 you just tell it like it is. And I just, yeah. I love that. I'm like, he's so well, real.
1: So there's so much more that we wanted. I wanted to give everybody a little tease because we're going to talk more about like your, your, all the stuff you've done for TV and all the other, uh, the, the shows that you've done you you know how they teamed you up. You did a sports show for a little while on uh, yeah with Dave Kaplan. Yeah. Yes and and, uh, yeah. and I, Brian Noonan if I'm not yes. mistaken was also on that yes, show yes he was the
0: other co-host yeah.
1: um and because I followed that I followed a lot of shows uh, Andre <laughs> I, I did but a lot but of there's a you lot of broadcasting there's a lot of broadcasting stuff uh, you won several awards you were on the TV side of things. And we're going to talk all about that in front of the crowd um, uh, on on Tuesday. Um, I can't wait. This is going to be a blast. It's going to be a great. I just wanted to give everybody a little tease because, like, you're such a great person and you're so great at what you do. And it's going to be very entertaining. It's going to be a blast. But we'll we'll do – we'll finish the full, you know, dive, deep dive into Andre yes. Darlas. Deep dive. No, I didn't mean – that's not what I meant, by the way. It's, <laughs> the
0: way it's no, bad. hey, you know what? <laughs> That's that's not the worst I've ever heard. So. No, I was going to say
1: that's going to you don't have to call HR. We're not we don't work together anymore, but you don't have to call HR.
0: No, uh, I know, right? Well, I can't wait to play Bean Boozled, and I can't wait to talk movies with you. Yeah, we're going to talk is movies. My l- secret little you know desire. To we're going to
1: talk movies, horror uh, movies, and uh, it's going to be great. And you know, we may as well just tell everybody since we're since we're here on a uh, Friday, um, the twenty seventh. You know, yeah. Steve, Co- Steve Cochran is le- he's going on vacation uh, this week, this coming week, yes, on Monday. So he will be off for two weeks. He's going to Italy with a bunch of listeners, WLS listeners, and so uh, there will be some fill-in hosts during that week, and you will be filling in uh, during that during that week.
0: Yeah, and- can I say with who?
1: Well, yeah, of course. With you. Well, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I will be filling in on, on the 27th on Friday, the 27th. We'll, oh, I get, can't wait. we get to co-host the Steve Cochran morning show all morning long. I'm going to be, there. I it's can't sweet.
0: wait. Gonna this is going to be a blast.
1: It's going to be a blast. So it's going to be a great week because, well, I mean, technically, you know, we're taping, I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but we're taping on a Thursday. So I will see you tomorrow because of my yes. regular visit. Yeah. So I'll review. We'll talk about the Scorsese, the new Scorsese movie and um, with uh, DiCaprio and, and De Niro. We'll talk about that and, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. And Did then you like it? Can, I, can you give a preview? I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I think it's okay. phenomenal. Okay, good. And we'll talk about good. that. And I think, I think Steve wants me to rank Scorsese movies, so we're going to do that as well. Oh. So that'll be happening uh, Friday morning. And then uh, the following Tuesday, uh, the 24th, Zanies and Rosemont. By the way, you can get your tickets at rosemont.zanies.com. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. It's Tuesday, October 24th, uh, 7.30 showtime. Me, Andrea um, Esmeralda. My dad's going to come up and tell jokes. Uh,
3: oh, excellent, the show, excellent.
1: And it's going to be great. And then that following Friday, a week from uh, as we record this on the 27th, I will co host with uh, Andrea the entire Steve Cochran program in the morning. And it's going to be great.
0: This is going to be, so, it, be a blast. It is. It's like coming home.
1: It is. And that's why I wanted to have you on uh and then we'll get you we'll get you back on this podcast again sometime soon you know what I'd love to do is uh get you on and then have you on with Esmeralda but we're going to do that live on Tuesday so
0: yeah that'll be perfect I can't wait to see her too this will be great
1: so just a little uh, a little behind the scenes stories about Andrea and how she got her start in radio and uh, we'll talk more about that get into TV side get into some of the crazier stories I know you've got a lot of crazy stories some of the awards you won you actually by the way picked up one of the awards that I won um, Which, oh, I did,
0: yes. For, That's right. Yeah, right. And I took a picture with it.
1: Yeah, because I remember you sent me the thing. You said, hey, you won an award. And I went, what? Because you never know if you, when you're going to win.
0: <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, I was, like, yes. What? <laughs> what? So. But I've got to be honest. I notched up a couple, uh, didn't I? Because I told you, Phantasm was one of yeah. my favorite horror movies. I
1: know. I know. Oh okay. well, yeah, that's I immediately was like, oh well, I, I'm now I'm, I officially love Andrea now. She, <laughs> so oh, well, we, best. We'll have a great time on uh, on Tuesday. But it was a, it's a blast having you on the uh, on the podcast, Andrea, and uh, and it's and, and I'm just so thrilled that I get to see you regularly now. It just makes me happy. me too.
0: So. Me too, my friend. Me too. This is great.
1: Okay, Andrea. Uh, that's Andrea Darla. She's the best. Uh, and she you will see her live on Tuesday, October 24th, the Nick D Podcast live. Zanies and Rosemont. By the way, if you want to get uh, cheap tickets, we got $10 tickets. You can uh, use the promo code POD10. That's POD10. All caps. POD1, number one, number 0. POD10. And you will get $10 tickets. Rosemont.Zanies.com or 847 You can meet uh, Andrea uh, in person. So, Andre, thanks again for doing this. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Nick. I'll see you soon.
1: Okay. And uh, we'll say hello to uh, Esmeralda Leon right now.
0: Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon.
3: Yeah. Esmeralda. I'm talking about that Esmer, Esmeralda Leon. Leon. Yeah, yeah. Esmeralda Leon, yeah, yeah, yourself some Esmeralda, love me some Esmeralda Leon,
1: yeah, Esmeralda, that's right, Esmeralda. that means when you hear that theme by the one, the only, the great Jason Skaggs, that means it's time to talk to Esmeralda as we do on every episode, so let's say hello to Esmeralda Leon, hi Esmeralda, hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm um, good. Uh I'm excited about uh this coming Tuesday, the 24th for our f- Yes. for our fantastic Nick D podcast uh Halloween themed gig. It'll be great. And uh I know I know Asmerelda, I know you're excited about it and we'll we'll,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we'll probably have some bad jelly beans to taste and all that cool stuff, so it'll be great.
2: Let's hope so.
1: And uh
2: <laughs> Because all good jelly beans would not be. That's not fun. Yeah, no one wants fun. that.
1: It's not fun when you when you when you you know when you give somebody a jelly bean that's like really nicely flavored and not vomit flavored. Vomit flavored jelly yeah, beans. Yeah, what's are the funny. point? Exactly. <laughs> what, indeed, what is the point? Uh, they again, can get
2: their own nice flavored jelly beans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you want to play, what's it called? Bean Village? What's it called? Bean Killing? Bean Boozled. Oh, Bean Boozled. That's right, because you're being bamboozled, but it's with beans. Mm-hmm. It's Bean Boozled. I get it. Uh, so the Nick D Podcast Live, Tuesday, October 24th. That's this Tuesday. Zanies and Rosemont. Show starts at 7 30. Rosemont.zanies.com. You can use pod 10. That's capital P, capital O, capital D, number one, number zero. Pod 10 for $10 tickets if you want to use that code. Andrea Darlos will be there. My dad will be there. It'll be great. So get your tickets now. Rosemont.zanies.com. So, uh that's gonna be a uh, a real good time, and I know uh uh oh, oh, oh hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Oh, she just dropped a bag of jelly beans on the floor. oh no, are oh. they uh good flavored? I don't know. It's all the way across the other side of the room, so I'm just I'm gonna wait. Oh. Thank you, Carrie.
2: Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and okay. I love okay. Nick's all show. All right, Carrie. Then oh, she right. threw them for you.
1: Yeah, she just bought. She just said, "Here, here, check check these out." So, uh, mm. so she's very very mm. excited. Very excited. It could As go in, either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, knowing how I've been treating her lately, you know, she's out on the porch. It's been raining. It's cold out. You know that kind of stuff. Right. I'm sure that. But she's all, used
2: uh, to it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Life on the porch. That's exactly. Life on the porch. There it is. That I believe that's actually going to be her autobiography.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. man. yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, All right. Everybody's excited um, about uh, the gig on uh, on Tuesday. Particularly um, uh, Carrie Russell. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching any, uh, you know, during the holiday or the ho- Well, it is a holiday as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Halloween. Yeah. Have you have you in the in the past week or so? Have you have uh, you and Colin been watching a couple of horror movies or been watching any? dipping in at all?
2: Um, We did watch World War Z. Oh,
1: yeah, so we did fan. watch
2: that. It was on something and then we he was like, you should watch it from the beginning. I'm like, OK,
1: <laughs> what did you think?
2: Um, I was annoyed by those
1: children. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I can understand that. I was annoyed by most of that movie. Um, actually I hated that movie. Um, it was weird too. Have you ever seen, you, you, have you read the book? You ever read the book? No, no, I have not. The, world war Z is, it's a book. It's like, it's written by if, let me see if I, if I got this right. I think it's Max Brooks who wrote the book mm-hmm. and that's Mel Brooks's kid. Well, they wow. he's not a kid. Huh. He's a fucking adult. I mean, he's a man. You know, he's an ad, he's, <laughs> he's he's well past middle age because you know Mel Brooks is nine hundred and twelve years. He's, you know, right? I think he's actually. I think Mel Brooks is actually going to live as long as the character he played with Carl Reiner. I think they're actually. I think he's actually going to live that long. Um, but anyway, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Max Brooks, maybe you can uh, you can do a little searchy search because I think World War Z was written by Max Brooks. Mel Brooks's kid, or maybe it was written by John No, not John Landis's kid. John John Landis's kid did something too. But I'm almost positive that it was Mel Brooks's kid who wrote the book, World War Z. Um Max Brooks, I want to say. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. Uh, you are correct. Oh Max okay. Brooks. Okay. And I know John Landis's kid did something too. Like he wrote well, something. Well, I, I you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, It um, seems logical. They would yeah. do things. It's, but the, the book, it's really weird because when I heard that they were making a movie out of World War Z, mm-hmm. I was like, how, how are you going to do that? Because World War Z is an instruction manual as to how to survive the zombie apocalypse. So it's not like a narrative. It's a satire. Yeah. It's a satire of like an instruction book. So I'm like, how the fuck Ooh. are you gonna make a? How are you gonna make a movie <laughs> out of an instruction? Is it gonna be a documentary? You know. Um. So they changed it completely. You know. Uh,
2: yeah, so, so. that's what I was told. That it's yeah. completely far away from the book.
1: Yeah. They just yeah. kind
2: of took the zombie idea and ran with it. Yeah, huh.
1: and ran with it literally because the zombies are fast yeah. in um, in World War Z, which is another problem that I have uh, with it because I'm not a I. Zombies should be slow, in my, in but my they're
2: opinion. also not zombies, because they're just diseased.
1: Right? Yeah, because it's like a it's like a plague, right? That that uh... mm-hmm. so, so it's technically... like a twenty
2: eight days later situation. Right. where They're just
1: they're sick. I'm glad that you understand that, Esmeralda. There are a lot of people in the world that don't understand the difference between I think. like. Between, I know.
2: Wait, they die.
1: Yeah, they die. die. I think they're zombies. I think they're zombies.
2: Oh, they are zombies. Yeah, they're zombies.
1: So in in uh, but but a lot of people don't understand the difference because I get into an argument. I get used to get into an argument with uh, a couple of friends of mine who are like, "Yeah, uh, 28 Days Later is a zombie movie." I mean, it's not a zombie movie. Yeah, it's a zombie movie. I'm like, no, it's not because zombies die and they come back to life. Technically, yeah, you are not a zombie if you don't die and come back to life. And in those 28 Days Later movies. Twenty eight weeks later, they we just days get later. sick. They get sick. They have the they have the the rage virus, is what they call it, I think, in the movie. Mm. But yeah, in in World War Z, they are zombies because they're zombies and they do die in the, the zombie apocalypse. But they're fast, yeah. like the ass, like the assholes. In uh, yeah, in, in yeah,
2: yeah. We were um, we started watching it mainly because of the scene where the the doctor that they're tugging around, they're lugging around with, yeah, uh, hurts himself. <laughs>
1: okay you gotta remind me you
2: remember he's walking off of a plane to go investigate yeah and they give him a gun and some zombies um get near and he freaks out and as he's walking off the plane he trips and shoots himself in the head
1: oh okay (laughs) okay
2: oh my god i don't i like really (laughs) really that
1: The whole like blowing your brain, blowing your head off with a shotgun and tripping has happened in a few movies.
2: It was so (coughs) stupid. We're just like, what? Okay, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I remember, I saw that movie at the Davis, at the Davis Theater, uh, um, in between uh, sessions at Ricochets. (laughs) 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 So I, (laughs) I had had a couple before the movie. Yeah, uh, and I if I remember correctly, that's a fucking long movie. If I if I if I remember um, correctly, I, I remember it feeling long. Like God damn, it's yeah. it never gonna I end. I think
2: I think that was just your perception. Okay, all right. Okay, it wasn't. It didn't feel that long. Okay, because I remember kind of
1: like thing. like after forty minutes, I'm like, when is this goddamn thing gonna end? Mm. I mean,
2: what, yeah, I yeah. Know. It's, good yeah, it's actually an hour fifty six. Oh, it oh. is really.
1: God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, you know what? I was away from the bar too long. That's what it was i I was, yeah. like, I was like, man, I gotta get back to the bar. What am I doing watching this crap um so um but yeah yeah, yeah but the, but the book is actually great. I remember loving the book um mm-hmm. and 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 like I said it, it's a satirical you know uh survival book, like a survivalist book
3: and yeah. Yeah.
1: you know and I, and I remember when they' are like yeah because they were making they'll make a, at, at one point like when when Walking Dead came out, mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, became like a hit, you know, zombies were on a, on a, you know, they were sort of on a rise. No, no, (laughs) Uh, the zombie genre was kind of on a rise anyway. But when Walking Dead hit, it was like, okay, everything had to be zombie. You remember that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and zombies were like the hippest thing in the world after Walking Dead. And so when they, I remember when they greenlit. World War Z, and they announced it. They are like, yeah, uh, you know, in pre-production right now, World War Z. And I'm like, how the fuck are they going to make a movie out of, this? <laughs> out of that? And, uh, I mean, and then they made a movie out of um, uh, Abe Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire uh, Slayer or Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, you can't make a movie out of that. Because the book, <laughs> bo- who, can you look up who wrote that book? Um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire uh, Hunter um, and they made it and that was another one that was designed as a textbook you know what I mean that was like a mm-hmm. so like World War Z was designed as like a survivalist guide book and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter which is also a great book that was designed as a textbook so I'm like
2: how the f- yeah. how are you going to make manage- Um, yeah that was written by Seth Graham Smith
1: Seth Graham Smith. Okay, all right. I don't. I, I. I don't. I can't remember his background, but he went on to do other stuff, if I'm not mistaken. But I loved the book, and then I hated the movie. Have you seen the the Abraham Lincoln movie, the Vampire Hunter movie? I have not. Yeah. No. I don't think you're missing anything. <laughs> I I think you're not missing anything. <laughs> That's what I gathered. I didn't. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, so uh, uh, we were, uh, Julie and I were were flipping around, and um, she had never seen the fog before. Mm, and, okay. um, John Carpenter's The Fog, and uh, we weren't at my place; we were at her place, and of course, she didn't have a copy handy because you know I always have a copy of John Carpenter's The Fog <laughs> <laughs> at my place. So we looked, and it was on the Tubi. Oh, there you go. Uh, and so we watched we watched it on the Tubi, and I was I, I had forgotten because like the Tubi, you watch Tubi, and they have the commercials mm-hmm. uh, uh, during the and, and God, Julie hates that; she hates. She hates. gets mad every time there's a commercial. She's like, "Damn it!" Because you can't fast forward through the commercials.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Colin. Um, depend like on movies, he won't do it, but he will usually just mute it.
1: Yeah, during the during the commercials. Yeah,
2: and I was like, "Is it really that awful?"
1: He's like, oh, yeah. "I hate
2: hearing commercials." I'm like, oh, "Okay, good." You
1: know what? That's exactly what my girlfriend feels like. Your boyfriend hates him. My girlfriend hates him too. Uh, like, boy, God boy, damn it! Literally thirty seconds, but okay. But they, but 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 the <laughs> other thing was that they. I don't know if you've noticed this when you watched the the to be uh, or to or not to be. See what I did there? Hold on a second. Wait, mm. wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! Okay. Anyway, um, when um. Uh, uh, d- 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 but they they were putting them in the in the worst possible spot. Like we're watching oh, the fog. Yeah, yeah. We're watching the fog, and it's the scene where the 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 old drunk dudes are out on the boat at the beginning, and you know they you've seen the fog, correct? Uh, I have not. Not
2: oh, the. Okay. Uh, oh no, I've seen the mist.
1: Okay, the mist. That's yes, that's the Stephen King one with the really really happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, if you've not seen *The Mist*, boy, oh boy, that ending is joyous, isn't it? It's the <laughs> it's great. <laughs> My God, want to feel good about life? Watch *The Mist* and make sure you love the last ten minutes of that movie. Anyway, so during the fo- at the beginning of the movie, the fog there's a, the, the fog comes in, and for an hour, all hell breaks loose at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and all weirdness starts to happen. And these guys are out on a crawler in the in the uh, in the boat or on a, on a boat in the middle of the water. And the ghost ship comes in, these like ghost pirates, these leper pirates show up with meat hooks and fucking kill these guys. And so right before the the attack, like they see the boat and it's like, and they're looking out in the fog and they're like, what is that? And then you see the shadows of the dude. It's like, bing, bing, okay, cut to a commercial. And I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. And it just seemed like they timed it purpose. Like Tubi was like, oh, you you're 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 feeling suspense right now? Well, here, in, <laughs> enjoy this Xfinity here, cool commercial. Off. Yeah, cool, cool <laughs> off with this Xfinity commercial with the most annoying kid. Those kids, by the way, in those Xfinity commercials, oh my God, do I want to put my foot through the TV. Have, have you seen these these commercials, the Xfinity what, commercials? What are
2: they? What's the? What there's, are they a
1: whole, there's a whole bunch of different ones. Like one of them is a kid. There, There's a group of kids on the couch and they're watching a bunch of sports and they have different a tire
2: on. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And and they're watching rugby. Uh, I think they're watching rugby. And the kid, you know, he's like, "Wow, you can watch all your sports. It wasn't like that when I was younger." You know, like t- talking about how easy how easy it is now to watch sports whenever you want, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And so, like the kid is like, "Wow, you know, you guys get to watch it." And then uh, they're all dressed up for the, you know, they're they're dressed up in like if they're watching football, they're dressed up with helm, you know, helmets and shoulder pads and shit as they're watching it. And the, the other kid, the outcast kid, is not dressed up. He's not friends with them, so they make fun of him, you know, because that's a good thing to that's a good thing to do in commercials is to have kids make fun of each other. Yeah. Um, so there's so the kids are really they're they're really annoying. Like even the good kid, like they're annoying. They can't act. They're terrible. You've seen the one where they're walking around through the Xfinity headquarters, um, and they're, like, drinking coffee. Uh, and yeah. It, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, yeah, yeah, those yeah. Ki- fucking those annoying kids. I, I hate them. Well, I, I hate them. Well, you know I don't feel good about kids in general. As well, you know that. Right. We have that in common where it's like, yeah. But so at one point, they're watching rugby, and they're all dressed up. They got face paint on, and they got rugby uh, uniforms on and stuff, and they're on the couch. And, and, and the kid, who doesn't really understand what's going on, goes, oh, man, it must be really tiring to run up and down that field. And then the smart-ass little girl looks at him and goes, it's a pitch. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fuck <Wow>. you, man. <laughs> 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 it's a pitch. I'm like, shut up, you know, little bastard. Anyway, so that, yeah, that, the, so those commercials come on, like, right in the middle, like, right in the mo- like Like, they're building up suspense in the fog and then suddenly it's like, it's a pitch, you know, or whatever the fuck the commercial <laughs> is. I don't know. So, uh, so World War Z, that was the last one that you watched for, uh, for a little uh, Halloween.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, planning on and watching anything else. Is there anything else on the de- Are there horror movies that you like to watch? Like some of your favorites that you like to bust out right around this time of year?
2: I haven't honestly. I need to take a look. I don't know what the I don't know what the uh, the streaming services provide.
1: Mm. Yeah, so you gotta it's, look it's those always up. Changing, yeah. Always. Well, maybe they've got this. Happy, happy
3: Halloween, 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 yeah. happy, happy
1: I'm assuming you're dancing. Uh, uh, at, yes. At, 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 yes. I'm busy. Um, I want to uh, go dance. That's Halloween three Season of the Witch, as we all know. Um, It was on AMC last weekend. Um,
2: Yeah, and it's going to be on again on Sunday.
1: Oh, on AMC. And AMC... At 2 in the morning. Perfect time. Perfect time for that movie. Here's the thing about AMC, though. Weirdly, they edit some of their movies, and then some of them they don't. Hmm. Like, we were watching Halloween 3... Uh, on amc and i'm like oh they're gonna cut it and then like the one of the more gory murders happens and i'm like shit they didn't cut it what the <laughs> what you- uh,
2: interesting it is interesting yeah what the, uh, what the uh, you know what their um
1: guide is i don't it's weird because i mean as we mentioned walking dead walking dead is gory as fuck you know mm-hmm. and and, and that's, an, yeah. that's a that's a right that's a made for amc show so when they would show older movies like your Friday the 13th movies, and they would cut out some of the kills, which is what's the point if you're going to watch a Friday the 13th movie? <laughs> the The whole point is to watch the kills, you know? Right, yeah. 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 Uh, they would cut them out. I'm thinking to myself, well, how can you, what's, yeah, and then, that's the question, Esmeralda, is what are the guidelines? What exactly are you going to cut out? What aren't you going to cut out on AMC? It's like a free-for-all. Do you know, so the one they cut out,
2: was it they, gorier? Yeah. And the one they left in.
1: Y- 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 no, you know it's weird because it's it's just it, it's like a, it's it, it's indiscriminate because like right. I was watching I was watching one of the Friday the Thirteenth movies and and there was a I don't I can't remember which one but you know the the kills in the Friday the Thirteenth movies are pretty graphic they're gory that's the yeah. whole point no that's, yeah that's why they exist people go to see Friday the Thirteenth movies to see people get killed you know um but they cut one of the murders out and then I'm watching Halloween three and there's a scene in Halloween three where they go to this old guy's hospital bed. And they and one of the robot dudes sticks his sticks their finger. I'm, I'm not gonna. By the way, you're probably thoroughly fucking confused. That's the You're like robot dudes. What? what is in a Halloween movie? What? But they go in and they and he sticks his forefinger and his thumb into this guy's eye sockets, like sticks his like into his eyes and like you know sticks them in. Yeah. And then grabs his nose or the, the bridge of his nose between his eyes and pulls up and snaps his nose like through his wow. eye sockets. And they yep. showed the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. You can't show Jason, you know, like hit somebody with an axe. But you can show, a, you know, a graphic scene where a guy digs into another dude's eyeballs and snaps his skull. <laughs>
2: like, what? That's just enough. The other one too much.
1: Yeah. The other one too much, I guess. I don't know. Or, or they're anywhere. just
2: going like back and forth. Like this I, one in, this one out. This and one I in, don't know.
1: And I, out. and I was thinking, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's weird, too, Esmeralda, because I was thinking, oh, well, maybe it's because, maybe it's certain, t- like when they're showing Halloween 3, Season of the Witch at 2 o'clock in the morning, I think your sensors are a little looser. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. late at night, this was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I was like, what,
2: what the hell is going on? You can also get it on AMC+, which is their yeah. their subscription service. So who right. knows if on there it's, completely unedited.
1: I would imagine it is. If you also, by the way, if you get AMC+, Plus, that means you also, like a partner, they're partnered with Shudder. And Shudder, by the way, is the best, I mean, well, I think, personally, I think Shudder is the best streaming service of all streaming services. Mm -hmm. Um, It it just happens to be exclusively horror and they show nothing but horror and Shudder rules. They're great. Um, So they're kind of partnered with AMC. So I think that's, uh, I get very confused uh, with Who's part of what streaming service and all that stuff? It's very, very weird and very confusing. And I'm really easily confused anyway because I'm an idiot. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it's all it's all it's all weird. And during Halloween you know during Halloween, um, you know there there's, uh, there's a horror movie every. They're, they're nothing but horror movies. Uh, yeah. yeah, they go yeah, nuts yeah, on sure. AMC. Yeah. So hey, by the way, you know what's ba- what's coming back at the beginning of November, Esmeralda?
2: What's that? <gasps>
3: McRib is
1: back. You know that's coming back in November.
2: The McRib or the Osbournes? No, no.
3: <laughs> mm, McRib
2: is
1: back. No, it's. I wish the Osbornes were coming back. No, it's the McRib. The McRib is coming oh. back. And, and if I remember uh, correctly, you know, uh, I, I was under the assumption that it, you know, the last one when they said it was the farewell tour. Right. Well, you know how that goes. Right. Right. <laughs> You're
2: just like, oh, farewell tour, and then they're like, oh, no, we're gonna that's go right. again. Like, that's right. Okay. That's true.
1: That's true. Well, I mean, because I believe the, that Rolling Stone, the Rolling Stones and Kiss are on their 97th farewell tours apiece. Right. Uh, exactly. So, so but I'm very excited, McRib though. Just gearing up. Yeah, man. couple of weeks.
3: <gasps> McRib is back.
1: I can be so excited. <laughs> you know, there was a time when um, when I would get a McRib a day during those. Uh...
2: <laughs>
1: You're not a All fan right. of the McRib or uh...
2: I that's fine. Yeah, um, but not every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not an everyday meal in my no. opinion, but, you know, hey, you live your life.
1: Well, you know you know what usually would happen after that? Ah, the wind beneath my wings. That would be what oh, I would yeah. be. That would yeah. be
3: like, so. smell
1: my fear. Smell my McRib. Sink your teeth into that. Look into my eyes. Gotcha. So that's Fartula. He likes McRibs. Oh yeah, now and we he, can tell. He, you know. <laughs> um so speaking of some of the sound effects in the in the Halloween stuff. Um you know, we always, you know, you, we're going to play this in its entirety on Tuesday night at uh, po- at uh, at our podcast event at Rosemont. Ah, this guy. You know this guy. Oh yeah. Ah, right. ah, so, um <laughs> ah, <laughs> Okay. Anyway, you know the story behind that. It's uh, the Scary Sound CD, mm-hmm,
3: and mm-hmm. that
1: goddamn thing is two and a half minutes long. It's <laughs> and you it's know, an opus. It is, and you you <laughs> and I have heard it millions of times over the years that we've worked together. Yeah. Well, our good friend Jim Leskowski, who likes to mess around with sound and music and stuff, he's a musician.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he made a dance mix out of it. Would you like to hear wow. a little bit of it? Oh yeah. Okay, so this is the screaming guy. This guy. Ah! Okay, that guy on the Scary Sound CD, the infamous Scary Sound set, two and a half minutes of a guy screaming like an idiot. Not at all scary. Not at all appropriate for your Halloween sound effects. But Jim decided he'd do a little. So let's see if we can if we can get down and dance to this one. Um, but are you, are you ready, Osmeral? This is Jim Laskowski's mm-hmm. dance, dance mix of Screaming Guy. Here we go.
2: be the head of the month
1: man oh man wow the kids are going to be raving to that right uh oh yeah right? man glow sticks are going to be sp- 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 spiking in sales because of that well that's G- G- jim Leskowski put that together. <laughs> it's sure. amazing isn't that great ridiculous? job wow jim now um speaking of screaming as brother you sent me something um that it was a video that you had found and you you were you were you, that you looked at and I want to I want to play a little piece of it and then I want you to yeah. explain what it was yeah. it's it, it is called the scariest sound in the world and it's the aztec scream whistle
2: I think uh, uh yeah aztec death whistle
1: aztec death whistle okay so let me d- let me just this, this is the intro to the video that you sent me and then I want I want to uh, talk about first of all how you found it and and what the whole story behind this is but really quickly to to you know to to, to piggyback off of our screaming man
3: and our new, you know, club mix of it. <laughs> Here's this. This has been deemed the most terrifying sound in the world. This is called an Aztec death whistle. Believe it or not, this is not a human scream. In 1999, an object was found held in the hands of a skeleton found in the ancient Quetzalcoatl Temple in Mexico City. Archaeologists first thought that this must have been some sort of toy and they didn't think much about it. It wasn't until 15 years later, for some reason, a scientist blew into the hole in the top of it and this is the sound that came out. It was a startling discovery because it sounded like a screaming human. This object came to be known as the Aztec Death Whistle.
1: Okay, so that's the explanation. The video goes on for a little bit longer. How did you find yeah.
3: this, and, and What is the Aztec?
1: Oh, uh, it week?
2: was just an uh, in a newsletter thing. You yeah. know, one of those articles you just find.
1: Yeah, and so what? What was it about? It? I mean, so so they found, and, it's, and it was it was like a buried with a skull. Very weird.
2: Yeah, it was buried with. Um, it was uh, with most likely some kind of warriors uh, in Mexico City.
1: Yeah, and. And it was, and okay, so now that's the, that's but when you blow into it, it does sound like a human screen.
2: Yeah, it's kind of crazy to hear. And it's just, you know, it's literally just a whistle. <laughs> it's nothing more. It's um, like if when you look at it, um, it just, it's like a little tiny little thing with, and it's got a little face on it that they've carved um, faces and designs on it and stuff. But it's just a tiny little thing like a whistle would be. Um, and it makes that sound. That I'm just crazy? amazed that they were, they had any idea, any thought to do that. And then that it made that sound or if they even had any, just the idea that they, they carved this out and it made that noise. Yeah. Like to it- get to that noise is kind of crazy to me.
1: I agree. I agree. I found it really fascinating, and um, and it has that design that you know that very sort of Aztec design that is very mm-hmm. distinctive, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and and but man, where that sound comes from and how they yeah, I mean that your thought, your brains are like working overtime trying to figure out well, how the hell did this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's
2: really in- it's just interesting though the noise. It's like oh my god. Yeah. It really do- it truly does sound like. A, like people just screaming in horror. Yeah. And it's so, just a whistle.
1: It's just a whistle. So, so it's an, that's it, really,
2: it, I mean, that's a neat idea that they came up
1: with. It is. I mean, way back in Aztec times. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it, here's the, here it is one more time. This is what it sounds like. It's just a whistle. Mm-hmm. And when you blow mm-hmm. into it and it was designed all these many, 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 many years ago designed to make this sound, it's just a whistle. It's
3: this a, has been deemed the most terrifying sound in the world.
1: That's the, that's,
3: that's, that's crazy. The
2: sound,
1: that's the sound. The think whistle like you there. would
2: think like, oh, that's some kind of produced whatever. No, it's a whistle. That's a whistle.
1: <laughs> Isn't that nuts, man? That is, uh, you know, who's jealous? Ow! He's very jealous. Right? You know, they wish
2: a, they could scream like that.
1: <laughs> man. Oh, man. All right. So the Aztec death whistle. Uh, yeah. Which will soon be at, uh, you can get it at Target everywhere. At some point, right.
2: <laughs> I'm amazed somebody hasn't uh, <laughs> hasn't tried to re- replicate it.
1: I wonder if we can find if we can find an Az. Do you think between now and Tuesday at the at our show we can find an Aztec death whistle, whistle? Uh,
2: If you would, if you want to try Indiana Jones, I don't know.
1: <laughs> See, now that would have made the last movie better if he was actually if it was Indiana- Aztec In- death <laughs> If it was Indiana Jones and the Aztec death whistle, then I would have probably Ooh. liked it. <laughs> Man, that last one was a piece of shit. Oh my god, what the hell was it called? Indiana Jones? Uh, and the- no idea. <laughs> the Indiana Jones? What the fuck? Oh, oh, oh! Dial of uh, the Dial? Uh, Indiana Jones in the in the Dial Soap? No, the Dial <laughs> Dial of uh, Dial Destiny. Ah, that's there. You go, Indiana Jones. And the It would have been better if it was Indiana Jones in the Dial Soap. That would have been
2: a nice little uh, advertising yeah. Uh, combo. Yeah.
1: All right, so there's there it is the screaming. So we've heard the screaming remix, the 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 hot club mix that Jim did, uh, the Aztec death whistle, which is actually just a whistle, and then the. Ah! It's a ceramic whistle. Yeah, it's a ceramic <laughs> whistle. How does that happen? How does that I happen?
2: I I would be. There's a lot of things that I find very interesting about, um, way back when when you think about it, where people are just like, oh yeah. We do this whole process, and out comes this thing. Yeah. And it's like, how did you get to that process? Like, it's crazy to think. It is. People just kind of went with it and, I guess, experimented or did whatever, and out came an actual product of some sort.
1: Uh, I, you know, and also, there have been some pretty, just in terms of, like, you know, Halloween and scary movies and stuff like that, there was a movie that came out uh, um in the mid-aughts, like 2005-ish, 2006-ish called the ruins the ruins and if i'm not mistaken and, it, and i remember actually liking it i remember thinking it was pretty cool but i don't think the 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 death whistle is in it but it 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 does take place in aztec ruins as a lot i think a lot of horror movies have taken place uh because <clears throat> it's so i mean it's so rich in history and so it looks so goddamn cool you know what i mean like you can yeah. you could do some really cool and scary shit um, just in those in the in the ruins and and and, and you know the they all look at the tombs and everything they all look fucking cool. Um, is that
2: the one where they go up to the mountain and then those people are like the plants kill them and such? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is the one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what did you have? You seen it? The ruins? Yeah, is- <laughs> it was just
2: me yelling at them. I'm like you. <laughs> Stupid white people of course (laughs) that's all it was to me i was like stupid white cautionary tale for white people to maybe not go do things like this yeah
1: how about when you go to mexico just stick to the to the to the resort all right
2: uh yeah (laughs) i want to go climb a ruin like they told you don't do that but okay Go ahead,
1: yeah, I guess. That's the, That is the best summation. I mean, how many, Ezra, come on, how many times have you watched horror movies and went, you fucking stupid white people? It's got to be yeah. like every...
2: <laughs> I mean, isn't all those like hostile and all of those? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Those are all just cautionary tales. They are. And they're all stupid white people. Don't be a fucking moron.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, no, it is. And it, I, mean, that, I mean, that's, a, that's actually like a, a, a horror movie standby is stupid white people. That really, right. it really is. It It is. Right. It's a, although, uh, you know, it's stupid white people. In this, and it's always, you ever notice that it's always like, um, uh, you know, a, a, a black guy gets killed first in horror movies. That's an old cliche. Yeah. It's like the, the, yeah, yeah. the, the black guy always gets killed first. And they talk. Oh, they, I
2: have. Um, speaking of that, I have yeah. seen, I just saw the blackening.
1: Yes. I saw that too. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. What did you think?
2: It was great. Really yeah. liked
1: it. Um, I did too. And I, I love the, uh, my favorite stuff in the movie involved the board game, like all the stuff they did. Cause it, it yeah. gets, it turns into kind <laughs> of, it, it turns into kind of a generic slasher movie, but the setup right. is great. Like when they're in the basement and they have to ant like, and they're, and they're, what was the, one of the questions was, um, uh, friends question. Right. And like, everybody's pretending like they don't, uh, they don't yeah. know the answer. <laughs> Cause you know, black people are not supposed to watch friends. <laughs> And the question was, how? What was it? How many black characters have been on Friends?
2: Yes. Yeah and,
1: yeah. and every time one of the man, one of the guy, one of the people in the in the room, because it's, it's a group. For people who don't know, it's a it's a it's a it's a cabin in the woods movie. You know what I mean? It's your basic, you know, the generic. Like you go to a cabin, fucking people are gonna die. That's what just that's what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. this is a group of black uh, black people in a cabin, and they find this racist game <laughs> called the black King. And then yeah. one by one they start getting killed. But in order to to survive the tests, it's like it's like a combination of saw, you know, where they have to survive mm-hmm. these these questions. But they're all race related, you know, the questions are, uh, in some way. But that was really funny because like somebody's like, yeah, I remember Aisha Tyler played um, played Ross's girlfriend, and they're like, how do you know that? Oh, I don't watch it. I heard. <laughs> they immediately qualify. <laughs> oh, I saw that in a thing somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't. I don't watch that. You kid, not watch that fucking show. <laughs> But yeah, no, the blackening. I, I I'll tell you that was a, that was a fun uh, that was a fun screening. Uh, that was earlier this year, I think, wasn't it, or, l- or late last year? I can't remember. Um,
2: uh, something like that, yeah.
1: And I saw it. It predominantly, I saw it at the Icon Theater on Roosevelt on the South Side, and uh, it was a predominantly African American audience, and it was a goddamn joy to watch <laughs> with that audience uh, for several reasons. Because I grew up, ninety percent of the movies that I saw when I was a kid, I saw with a black audience um and and loved it like it was a, a a complete like it was a complete cultural education for me was to watch like movies all the horror movies and slasher movies and the and the kung fu movies and the black black exploitation movies with you know 90% african american audience it was fantastic it was fantastic and that's what it felt like it felt like i was down in the loop in the 70s watching that movie it was great it yeah. was great yeah so that was fun so yeah, uh but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, dumb white people. Yeah, that's that's the ruins. Dumb white people. Yeah. <laughs> stupid white. People. I, I I love that that's your response. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we are stupid. We're all dumb. Anyway. Hey, speaking of white. And gentlemen, Michael Bolton. Oh yeah. Now he's uh again, we get we, we have to get ready because like uh, w- I, I think uh, we're going have we're going to have to represent him when he's in town because he's coming to town I think it's in April or,
2: or- right. Uh, he'll be here um, in February.
1: February. okay, it's even sooner yes. than I thought I keep forgetting. Yeah, he reminds me. Yeah. He reminds us all the time, and I keep forgetting because I'm a stupid one. He'll person. be
2: closer in December. Um, he's going to be in New Buffalo, Michigan. Oh, okay, um, right. Uh the 8th of December. So. And
1: that's that's at the casino, so you can gamble and then yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. You can do a little gamboling and uh yeah. and see. Are you
2: uh yeah. February 9th? See, this is exciting. Uh it's gonna be Michael Bolton and Vanessa Williams together. Ooh. Oh so that's gonna be a good show.
3: Yeah, yes, yes. yeah.
2: wow,
1: man. Wow ah! man, all right. Vanessa Williams she tours she still tours Vanessa Williams. Wow. Yeah, I guess so.
2: Good or she's her. doing one date.
1: <laughs> Just the one date in uh and and it's and I'm sorry, uh, where is that again now? Um uh, in California. Oh, and that's in California. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Vanessa Williams and Michael Bolton. That'll be that'll be a that'll be a fun show. Oh, Vanessa Williams. Yes. So she was Miss America. mm mm-hmm. Mhm and mm-hmm. uh, Oh yeah, but I go oh, now. Now I bring that up, and there was controversy because uh, she, you know, she had the crown taken away from her. Yeah, um, yeah. Because in the goddamn penthouse, because uh Guccione leaked the uh, the nude photos that she did. Um, I, and now, now, of course, now I'm remembering the whole thing, I'm sure she's thrilled that people bring that up. I'm, I'm, I'm a real, I'm a real little <laughs> dickhead. You know, she for hasn't done
2: so much in
1: her career, right? She that, has, but... she has not passed that. She... <laughs> just, oh my god. All right. Well, um <laughs> So now does Colin like the McRib?
2: <gasps> McRib is back. Uh I have never seen him eat one. Uh mm-hmm. so I'm not sure. He yeah. might I'm sure he likes it. I'm sure he's fine with it.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a well, as you know, I'm a I'm a freak about the McRib. I just love it. I love it because it's it it's it, it there's no lying in it. You know what I mean? Like right. it's the most it's the most honest. Sandwich ever because it's like look this is processed. I there's no. <laughs> it's so obviously processed because it looks like there's goddamn bones in it. <laughs> so oh, God. It's, not, it, it's it's saying to you you are about to eat a highly processed thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. There's no, it's not, we're not going to hide it. We're not going to uh, attempt to make it seem like it's good or that it's real food in any possible way, that there's any nutrition value, that it's actually a real piece of meat. This is a goddamn processed lie. So eat it. <laughs> and you're going to like it. And you're going to like it. You're going to bite through bone. You're actually going to eat bone. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I say. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love. McRib. She's wearing a McRib t-shirt. She put oh. on a McRib t-shirt. I think she likes Oh, Isn't
2: that nice? Yeah. She should make you one as well. She should be twins.
1: <laughs> I can wear a McRib shirt when I go to McDonald's to get my McRib. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah, and it's scary because I have a McDonald's like a. It's a. It's a, like a five minute walk from my apartment, and that's where I would get all my McRibs. So. Yeah. I remember I was eating. A, I remember I was eating McRib, Um and uh, they were. It was just seemed here. You want a surreal moment, Esmeralda? I was at uh, the McDonald's, which is not far from my from my place, uh, Elston uh-huh. Irving. You know the McDonald's, uh-huh. Elston and Irving. All right. So yeah. I was sitting. I was sitting in there eating my. I, and I believe I ordered two McRibs. I believe I had two at that sitting because sometimes uh-huh. sometimes I get two McRibs. because <laughs> I'm a stupid white person. <laughs> So so I'm eating my McRib and it it happened to be, this is just so surreal and weird, but it happened to be on the day when they were giving COVID shots in the parking lot. They were giving free. (laughs) I don't know why I find that like, what world am I in where I'm, (laughs) I'm eating McRib and they're actually, they're giving COVID shots.
2: It, you get, get a McRib, McDonald's. you
1: get a COVID shot. <coughs> not bad. <laughs> it's like, not what? a bad day. Where am I right now? Where's Rod Serling? What is happening? This is just insane. Where we? I'm in the Twilight Zone. I'm eating a McRib, and people are getting COVID shots right next to me. So, anyway. All right. I don't think you can get COVID shots at McDonald's now, though. I, I think you have uh, to. Not, probably not uh, no. anytime soon. <laughs> no. All right. They should well, bring it
2: back along with yeah. the
1: McRib. The McRib? Well, the McRib's coming back. Uh, in november covid
2: and mcrib are back
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to eat a mcrib with a mask on i have to say it was right. very difficult that was hard i got barbecue sauce just all shove over shove it mask. in
2: and then yeah <laughs> so. all
1: right well there will be no mcribs unfortunately at the nick d podcast live which is tuesday yeah. october 24th andrea Darlus, who i just spent uh, some time with uh hanging out with uh, today on the show she's our special guest my dad's going to come up and tell a joke my recently retired dad We'll have to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Retires very from the nice. Jewel. They're having a big party for him this weekend, by the way. As soon as, nice. they, as soon as Jewel found out that he was retiring, you know, and he had been at that Jewel for seventeen years, my dad. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they found out, they're doing like a big bash for him. It's going to be a blowout.
2: Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. Um. So anyway, my dad's going to tell us some jokes. We'll be there. If you want some cheap tickets, you can go to Rosemont.Zanies.com. Use promo code POD ten, all caps. P O D one zero. Pod 10 for $10 tickets. Uh, and then it's 847-813-0484. Esmeralda will be there. We've got bean, jelly beans. We've got googly eyes that we're going to be giving away candy-wise. And we're going to talk about horror movies. It's interactive. got prizes to give away. It's going to be a blast. So get your tickets now. We'll see you on Tuesday, October 24th. And Esmeralda, thank you very much. You rule. Thank you. And We'll see you next time. And uh, the next time we actually speak, Dan Feinberg is going to be uh, the guest Ooh. and we're going to talk about TV and all kinds of uh, really cool stuff and if you want to be a part of the podcast just leave your voicemail message 247 773 417 drop us an email nickdpodcast at gmail.com you want to be a sponsor advertise with us lots of people listen to this podcast so you should be a sponsor sales at radiomisfits.com we'll uh, hook you up with that Jason Skaggs thank you for the music and the sounds Ed and everybody else at uh, Radio Misfits thank you for all that you do and we will see you next time on the Nick Podcast the wind is right on me.